0: Hello and welcome to the first Healthy Mover podcast. I'm your host, Mark Broadbent, and we're going to kick today off with a bit of a controversial topic. But before we do that, uh, let me just introduce myself just so you know whether to give me the time of day or not really, so you know whether you need to listen to me or you know take my opinion as valid or not. I qualified as a personal trainer in 2004 I've been a full-time personal trainer ever since then. I started off working in a gym as a PT and fitness instructor and pretty quickly moved that to just full-time PT. So over the last 18 years or so, I've worked with literally thousands of people um, through one-to-one PT, group PT, fitness classes, and I ran a boot camp, an outdoor boot camp for about 10 years Um, probably before it got kind of trendy and the thing to do so between all of those and online coaching as I said I've worked with hundreds probably well into the thousands of people now so I've got the experience to know what I'm talking about so hopefully that counts for something on top of that obviously I've got personal training qualifications number of those I've collected over the years but they're kind of just Boy Scout badges really so it's the ongoing learning that I've put myself through through my own interest that's probably really accelerated my knowledge. Since qualifying I've never stopped learning. This is a bit cliche but this is my passion not just my job and my career. I enjoy learning more about fitness training nutrition health anything that kind of fits into that bracket really so it's something that never stops the learning doesn't stop when you've got a bit of paper with your name on it it just it's never ending and over the years my opinions have changed what i've been taught has changed you know the way the industry has gone has changed and i've realized some of the things that i was taught aren't necessarily correct and even the stuff that is still taught isn't necessarily correct or it's correct in certain circumstances, but not across the board. So I'm going to start this podcast with, like I said, a bit of a controversial topic. We're going to talk about squats and are they actually necessary? Should they be a part of everyone's training? Squats have obviously always been considered the king of exercises with regards to strength training there's not many exercises that will give you as much neural drive as a heavy squat but there's a downside obviously squats put a lot of stress on your body and the mechanics of it mean that for actually actually for most people a squat isn't fully accessible. Naturally, a squat would be a resting position. And most people can't actually sit down in a deep squat in a resting position. You know, you might be able to get into a deep squat, but your heels might lift, your knees might collapse in. And chances are, give it two or three minutes, and you're going to be standing up, shaking your legs out, walking funny, you're not actually resting in that deep squat position. So if you can't physically get into a good deep squat position the argument would be that you've got no right really to be loading your bar loading a bar on your back and loading your spine with a heavy load to then do a squat that you can't do body weight so it's a tricky one really because squats obviously do have a good what should we say you know, they, they give you good results. Like I said, for bang for your buck exercises, a squat is a good one. But the caveat, like I said, is you have to be able to do that squat correctly. If you're doing the squat with poor mechanics, if, like I mentioned before, if your ankles collapse in, your arches collapse, your knees drop in, your back rounds and hunches, you're setting yourself up for injury. And even if you're not, the wear and tear on your joints because they're not taking the load at the angles they're supposed to take the load at, it's going to cause excessive wear and tear. And over the years that will add up. So even if you don't get injured initially whilst doing those squats, chances are 10 years down the line, when you've got knee pain or back pain or hip pain, it could well be because of those squats. You might not put two and two together. Often if there's a long gap between them, if you've been, squatting for 10 years and you start getting knee pain you're probably not going to think ah, it's the squats because you're going to argue and say well i've been doing squats for the last 10 years and i've not had a problem but as i said those little that wear and tear will build up and at some point it will show itself like i said probably in pain you might end up needing operations to fix it you're going to have lax ligaments you're going to have degenerated joints um it's just it's a very double-edged sword, shall we say. You know, there, there's benefits to it, but you also have to be very aware of the downsides. Now, like I said, this is probably a controversial opinion. You know, as, as far as muscle growth and bodybuilding and strength training goes, squats are still thought of as, the, like I said, the king of exercises. But, you know, you, you have to bear in mind there's a trade-off. I can't stress this enough because even in a resting squat position, if you're tight, if you've got certain imbalances and dysfunctions, even the resting squat position with just body weight could cause you issues in the long run. So what you really need to do is make sure your body is moving the way it's supposed to move, that your joints move the way they're supposed to move and that you haven't got muscles pulling the joints out of whack. And just make sure you can get in a good squat position and then practice that practice that as a resting position and practice it for reps, but just with body weight until you've mastered that you really shouldn't be adding weight to the bar. We've all seen guys in the gym squatting deadlifting, but, you know, you pick an exercise, you've seen people in the gym absolutely murdering that exercise, making it look painful you know i've seen people in the gym doing squats or deadlifts and i'm just cringing waiting to hear a pop and a scream because they've blown their back out um and we don't want that it's you know lose the ego it doesn't matter what weight you're using it's about the technique and it always has to be about the technique there are certain instances where you might be able to take that gamble but that's pretty much just in competition if you've decided that you want to do a powerlifting composition you're going to max out on that day and yes there's going to be that risk of injury you're your top 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 weight form will break down that's the definition of good form and how much weight you can lift isn't it it's not just how much weight you can move but it's how much weight you can move well so when you're pushing the boundaries of that technique will start to break down so in competition again you can weigh it up for yourself and decide if it's worth taking that gamble but that to me would be the only time really that you can sacrifice a little bit of technique for weight everything else all of your training you should be adding positive reps into your system not training your system to lift badly and when there's most stress on your system is when your body is going to remember what's happening the most so when you load that bar up and when you do that one horrible, horrific, terrible looking squat, that motor pattern, that movement is what your body is gonna remember the most because that's what it did under the most stress, under the most pressure. So we need to really avoid those, those reps, those bad reps under high stress. You know, It's just as hard, or probably, obviously it's harder to make that last rep perfect than it is to just get the weight up so that shows you that neurally you're actually getting more more bang for your buck by making sure you're using good technique there's a reason you can lift 150 kilos perfectly 170 kilos with ropey technique because it's harder to lift it perfectly if it was as easy to lift it perfectly you'd be able to lift 170 for both or whatever your numbers are but the fact that your one rep max your maximum weight is with slightly questionable form shall we say shows that the perfect rep is harder to do it's harder to do if you can't do a perfect rep at the same weight as your maximum rep then it's harder for you to do so neurally the argument is there still that the perfect rep will do more than just the maximum weight so you can sacrifice a few kilos for good form and you'll get just as much if not more out of it plus You're not taking that gamble on whether you're going to blow your back out or do yourself an injury. Um, Same thing goes with the speed of the lift. You know, you can slow it down, use a lighter weight, use perfect technique, and you'll get just as much out of it. It's harder to lift slow than it is to lift fast. It's harder, harder to lift with perfect technique than it is just to get that weight moving. So these things, you know, they leave clues. It shows you that if you slow it down and use good technique, you will get more out of it, again, without the risk of injury. I've seen so many people over the years in the gym, often big guys, not just little guys trying to lift heavy, big guys that have obviously trained for years and years, and I've seen them hobble out the gym crippled because they've hurt their back, pushing themselves too hard on squats and deadlifts, and that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. For years, I kind of I made the excuse that anyone that trains regularly will pick up injuries. I mean, it's a fact of life. Even if you don't train, you're probably going to pick up an injury here or there. But training, you're pushing your body, you're stressing your body, you're pushing its limits. So, yes, there is always a risk of injury, but. It's a bit of an excuse, really, because in theory, if you're lifting well, if you're doing it under control, if you're not pushing yourself to lift weights that are too heavy for you, those injuries shouldn't really happen. Yeah, you can get overuse injuries. um, And you know, if you you just do too much, it's not just about weight. If the volume is way overboard, you might injure yourself there as well. But it just shows that if you slow things down and focus on technique, it, it will reduce the injuries. You shouldn't be getting injured if you're training. You also shouldn't need to spend 20, 30 minutes foam rolling before you can start squatting. You know, that that to me shows that what you're doing in your squatting isn't good for you because if you need to spend 20 or 30 minutes to be able to do that, you're basically testing your body beyond its limits. So get your body to the point where you don't need a 40 minute warm-up to lift heavy. You know, I'm not saying go into the gym, jump straight in to your heavy sets. Obviously, always do a warm up, but if you need to foam roll 15 different muscles for two minutes each before you can even think about squatting, then essentially you can't squat. You know, a squat, as I said, is a resting position. You should be able to just drop into a squat anytime, anywhere. You don't need a warm up. You don't need to stretch or foam roll or hook a band round your leg and strap it to the rack while you do some other stretches and mobilizations that means you need to work on your mobility before squatting so the priority there isn't the squatting at the end of the foam rolling the priority there is improving your mobility so you can get into that squat I mean try it now if you if you're not driving you know if you're if you're somewhere where you can stand up drop into a squat And then check your position. You know, look at your joints. What are your feet doing? What are your ankles doing? What are your knees doing? What are your hips doing? What's your back doing? What's your shoulders, neck, head doing? What is everything doing? If you're not in that comfortable position, if you feel like you can't stay there for any prolonged period, you probably shouldn't be squatting with a bar or with weight. You know, you could use maybe a dumbbell or a kettlebell in front as a counterbalance to help you get comfortable in that low position but loading a heavy barbell across your spine or across your neck, that's not a natural thing. That's not something we'd ever have done. You know, if we think back to how we've evolved over thousands, millions of years, as opposed to the last 20 or 30 years of training in the gym, we wouldn't have loaded up our spine unnaturally like that. Um, And we certainly wouldn't have loaded it with those kind of weights. At best, if you'd gone out on a successful hunt and killed a, I don't know, a 150 kilo deer, you wouldn't have picked it up and carried it back like that. You'd have chopped it up to what you can carry and you'd have taken it back or you'd have put it on a stick and between two or three or four of you carried it back on your shoulder. You certainly would not have picked the whole fucking thing up, put it on your back and done reps with it. You know, the the goal then was to get that food back home so you'd be moving it you'd be moving it forward or dragging it or carrying it like I said between you or carrying manageable loads you wouldn't be picking a 200 kilo deer up on your spine and trying to walk it home like that and you certainly wouldn't be thinking oh I'm just going to do a few sets of 10 before I go so it's not natural for us to just do reps of stuff. You know, we're designed to move. We lift and we carry. We don't squat up and down or push and pull back and forward. We are designed and evolved to move weight, not linearly up and down, but to walk with it, to push it, to drag it, to carry it. So even if you can get in that good squat position and you're able to do that, as I said, controversial opinion doesn't necessarily mean you should. As I said, it's, it's a natural position. Yes, you should be able to squat. But should you be doing reps? I'm, you know, the argument really for me is no. Obviously, if your goals are hypertrophy or powerlifting, as I said, it's, it's something you have to weigh up and decide for yourself. But there's always going to be a trade-off. If you specialise in anything, there's going to be a, tra- a trade-off, a downside to it. So just really think about whether your ultimate goals, your end goals require you to do squats because there are plenty of alternatives to squats that don't put that horrible loading on the neck and the back and they don't stress your lower back because we're not, you know, everything's not linear. We're not bipedal. We're, We're bipedal animals. but We don't do things bilaterally. You know, we very rarely squat square on or lift something square on outside of the gym we always reach we twist we lunge it's it, you know like i said it's not very often you'd be lifting something completely square on if you did it's a one-off so reps of those things aren't really the best things for us so going back to the alternatives lunges sled pushes these are all things are more natural it's the gait pattern one leg forward one leg back unilateral work single leg and with rotation and with lunges and sled pushes we're also moving forward again that is more natural to what we'd have been doing you'd have picked something up and you'd have moved it you'd have carried it there's no no need ever to just pick something up and put it down 50 times call it a workout and then go on with your day you'd be getting on you'd be chopping down trees dragging them back you know if you had to go uphill it would be more like a lunge so walking lunges especially carrying odd objects again not a barbell across your spine which is completely unnatural but you know if you can load some dumbbells or kettlebells in the rack position or get a sandbag on your shoulder would be ideal and again you're going to alternate sides You, you you when one arm gets tired you switch to the other arm it's a natural thing when that bars across your back and that's awkward position I mean a lot of people haven't even got the mobility in their shoulders for that so that's another thing that will pull them round forward in the squat so think about these alternatives step ups are a good alternative again not with a barbell across your back it's completely unnatural but you might realistically have to step up some rocks or some steps or a hill and you might be carrying something so again a sandbag on your shoulder or an odd, odd, a kettlebell wrapped in one arm or just holding dumbbells or kettlebells in your hands and again mix it up it's not always going to be balanced you wouldn't necessarily have a 10 kilo weight in each hand you might have a 10 or 15 kilo weight in one hand or on one shoulder so it's not always got to be balanced so mix it up you're, you're working one leg at a time you're going to be working coordination and balance you're also going to be working your core and proper stabilization not just bracing your core because the bar is about to crush you but again you pick a realistic weight that you can manage and you work with that so there are plenty of alternatives to squats. You know, a front squat, I would say is better than a back squat because one, it's easier to get into that deep position and you've not got the loading across your spine. But again, a goblet squat or a racked dumbbell or kettlebell squat would probably be better again, if you can offset that. So one foot slightly forward, one foot slightly back. Again, it's a little bit more natural. You might have to lower the weight a bit Again, if you focus on good movement and technique, you'll be working just as hard. It's no easier to pick a lighter weight and do a more complex movement. It's harder. Neurally, for your body, for your system, it's harder to make, you know, as you increase complexity of movement, it makes it harder again. It's the same reason you can't squat the same standing on a Swiss ball as you could standing on the ground, because neurally, it's a much more complex movement. Obviously, don't do squats on Swiss balls, but I, you know, for this this argument, I'm kind of saying don't do squats on the ground either, unless it's, it's very, very specific to your end goal. For me personally, I haven't done barbell squats for a while now because I've I've realised this again. Looking at how the industry's going and the injuries people get, and just how I feel doing squats, that squats suck. It's not just because it's a high neural drive exercise. It's a challenging exercise. It's because my body doesn't like it. You know, everyone's hips are slightly different. That's why there's no one fixed position to put your feet in for squats. They might be narrow. They might be wide. They might be pointing forward. You might be towed out a bit. It's different for everyone. And that's because your hips are different. So everyone's got different things that will... That they'll struggle with within their squat whether it's your ankle mobility or your hip mobility or your core strength or your shoulders or you know you might just have shit posture most people nowadays have got terrible posture so with that rounded kyphotic posture loading that bar on your spine again is just going to exacerbate that and cause problems further down the line and the heavier it gets the worse that will be um you're risking catastrophic injuries if you just keep loading up with poor technique so for me I've never liked squats my I damaged both my ankles I, I'm pretty sure when I was younger I broke both of my ankles at one point or another but if I didn't break them I certainly sprained them really badly multiple times to the point they were quite weak and I'd actually turn my ankle quite frequently as a kid um I've since obviously built the strength up in my ankles i very rarely if ever twist my ankle anymore whereas i used to just you know step off the curb a bit at a funny angle and twist my ankle but they're pretty good now touch wood um but again because of that i've got limited mobility in my ankles so that instantly kind of excludes me from doing full deep squats because if my ankles can't move the way they're supposed to then my the rest of my body will have to compensate it means either my hips are going to have to rotate more than they should. And again, that puts extra loading on the hips and on the spine. Everything leads to everything else. If you've got one injury in that chain, if like I said, if you've got restricted ankle mobility, you are risking, you know, the overcompensation of your hips or your spine. And they're not things you want to risk. It's just not worth it. Whereas I can easily load up a sled and push it. And again, it's... It's a much more natural movement. It's just as hard. If you get a heavy sled, you know, you can work really fucking hard, the same as you would with squats. And to be honest, it's, it's more fun. There's less danger. And it's not just about, you know, how big you can get your quads. When you're pushing something forward, it's glutes, it's hamstrings, it's calves. Big quads look good, but they're not the most functional. Big calves how you're going to move forward that's how you locomote it's how you walk and run and climb so i really want just with this little podcast here to emphasize the fact that squats aren't the be all and end all if you don't like squats if you can't do squats take them out your program you know if you want to build up to the point where you can do them and bring them into your program by all means do that but if there's no need for you to be squatting it's a risk you don't have to take. And if you struggle with squats, if you can't do them, if you can't get in the positions for squats, which is most people nowadays, um, pick one of the alternatives. You're not gonna sell your workouts and your results aren't gonna suffer from it. In fact, I'd go as far as to say, if you can't squat properly, pain-free, good technique, you will get more out of your workouts by ditching the squats and picking a suitable alternative like i said my favorites walking lunges with odd objects i said sandbag on the shoulder is fantastic sled pushes you can push the sled with your hands you can get a harness and drag it along forwards backwards sideways if you want just think about the mechanics and think about how you're loading your joints and your spine and make sure you're not again causing problems because any exercise done in excess can cause problems as I said if you if you specialize in anything or if you do it a lot there's going to be some sacrifice made somewhere along the line so I'm always open to feedback as I said everything I say in these podcasts is my own personal opinion sometimes there's scientific literature to back it up other times it's just, conclusion i've come to myself through observation through my own training through reading through working with clients Um, just because there's not a scientific paper backing something up doesn't mean it's wrong science has got things wrong in the past and it will continue to get things wrong now and in future so scientific papers tell you why you should squat that's great that's an argument for it but again i trust my observation i trust when I'm training, how I feel. If I get a twinge in my back or a knee pain while I'm squatting, that's it. That's I'm not squatting at least for that day. But, you know, it happens too often to make it worth putting those squats in. So I'm always up for debate. If you have differing opinions from this, please do let me know. Like I said I, I'm always up for learning more. You might have come to a different conclusion from me just through... What you've learned and what you know, we all take in and learn different things and they all add to our own opinions. So we come to our own conclusions through our own observations and learning. So that's why everyone has slightly different opinions. You might be on the fence of whether squats are good or bad. You might think squats are great, or like me, you might think squats are something that we should probably be avoiding. Keep it as an unloaded resting position and be happy with that. Work your body in other ways. So please do leave comments or get in touch. I'm always happy to talk about these things and answer questions and, you know, hear people out if your opinion is different than mine at the same time, if you've got more reasons not to squat, if you agree with me, but you've got different reasons for coming to that conclusion, I'd love to hear them. I'm always, always wanting to learn more. So do get in touch and please, if you get the chance, leave a review for the podcast I'm going to be doing these more regularly now. So if you've got topics that you want covered, leave, you know, get in touch and I can add it to the list. But yeah, any reviews, five star reviews are fantastic. I love feedback. Even if you don't agree with what I'm saying. You don't need to leave a shitty review, you know, leave your opinion. But, you know, I'm trying to get everything across with logic and common sense, as well as my 18 plus years of experience and learning i will get things wrong i've got things wrong in the past i'll get things wrong in the future but at the same time open mind you might have got things wrong as well you might never have thought of it in this way before because again you might have learnt from the bro in the gym the big guy in the gym that's telling you you, you know do squats because it's the best thing to do training wise so hopefully for some people I've given you a different perspective and something to think about. For other people that maybe agree with me, hopefully I've kind of reconfirmed what you were thinking. And for the guys on the fence, like I said, look into it a bit more. Don't take my word for it. Please don't ever just take my word for it. If you trust me, that'd be fantastic. But I don't want you to just blindly follow me or anyone else. So if you're on the fence, if what I've said doesn't make sense or it makes a bit of sense, but you've heard you know the other stories and the the positives of squats then look into it a bit more that's all I ask just open mind take what's useful disregard what's not and what's un- uniquely your own mm-hmm. Bruce Lee had it right so again please do leave some comments leave a review five stars would be fantastic and the more response I get the more I can keep this stuff coming